Welcome to Tax Today, a Vertex podcast series. Words of wisdom from industry professionals to help you transform tax. Each week, we hold enlightening discussions with tax, IT, and procurement specialists focused on shaping tax in the procure-to-pay process. Hi, I'm Kristen Schwabenbauer. Welcome to Tax Today, a Vertex podcast series. On today's episode, we'll be exploring indirect tax and procurement landscape. This is part one of our discussion with Donald Colbert about opportunities and challenges with Global VAT. Hi, Donald. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Kristen. I'm so happy to have you on to talk to us about your experience. So before you came to Vertex, can you talk to us about how you've seen, you know, accounts payable and procurement functions evolve during that time? Yeah, happy to, Kristen. So speaking specifically to procurement, uh, from a procurement perspective, uh, I've definitely seen a lot of evolution in the AP space over the last maybe 15 years or in industry, seen a lot of process evolution and transformation. Um, In my first involvement, when I would have come to it about the early 2000s, procurement and accounts payable was a very labor-intensive process. Uh, It posed some significant business challenges, right? Um, uh, First thing, issue that we would have had from a VAT perspective is that VAT e-invoicing regulations were formulated in a pretty restrictive manner. Uh, Effectively, businesses were required to obtain original paper invoices from their suppliers uh, for every business expense that they were posting, or else the whatever, 20% plus VAT that was on each invoice would have to be recorded as a business cost. Donald, do you have any examples of the business challenges? At my first involvement um, in around about the early 2000s, procurement accounts payable would have been a very labor-intensive process, uh, and it's posed some significant business challenges. I think the first thing that I would mention is that e-invoice regulations were formulated in a very restrictive manner in VAT countries. Uh, It effectively required businesses to obtain original paper copies uh, of every receipt from their suppliers or else the 20% plus VAT that was on each invoice would have to be uh, posted as a business expense. So when a vendor issued an invoice to a customer, it might take four days to arrive in the mail and then maybe spend three or four days in somebody's in-tray before it could actually be successfully recorded by accounts payable. Uh, Receiving original paper invoices generally meant uncertainty in invoice transmission processes. A lot of invoices might have been lost in transit, for example, and then they would need to be cancelled and reissued rather than just re-emailed. That always presented a delay factor and opened up an increased propensity for duplicate invoices being posted in error. Uh, Recording invoices uh, that were transmitted by the postal services meant that accounts payable was largely a data entry, a manual data entry process. Manual data entry clearly requires significant human uh, effort and significant human effort clearly leads uh, towards a strong opportunity for human error. Uh, Many businesses came to regard accounts payable as a data entry process, uh, a volume and scale operation. I think uh, quality quality checks within a system uh, were very often aimed towards ensuring accounting rather than tax accuracy. Uh, For example, a three-way match would have been one of the main ways of actually validating an invoice when it arrives. And really, what does it do? Only um, take a look, ensure that there's a match between a purchase order, between a receipt of goods and an invoice. And that really validates that it's a valid business cost, uh, that it's posted to the appropriate 
profit and loss account, but it really validates from a tax perspective, it really just validates the taxable base. It doesn't actually validate the VAT in question. Um, was always a challenge. Um, VAT accuracy, therefore, it would always have presented um, a challenge to us for in, in the accounts payable process. Um, invoice posting was a manual process. That means that the VAT outcomes relied really on user trust. We had to trust the person who was actually posting the invoice into the system. Okay, great. Fantastic. From a VAT perspective, do you have any particular concerns about manual AP processes? I think when you've got a situation where you're relying on user, user trust, you're going to have a couple of aggravating factors that make it hard to ensure accuracy in VAT determination. Um, as somebody, it was my role really to be responsible for VAT outcomes in the accounts payable processes. The following factors really bothered me somewhat. So the first thing is that entry level staff uh, generally arrive with data processing or accounting skills, but little or no background in VAT determination. The VAT training needed to be provided by us, the, the tax function within the company. In a multinational accounts payable operation, uh, staff generally need to adhere to differing VAT requirements in a variety of VAT GST jurisdictions with different languages and laws. So, for example, you know, somebody needs somebody in the accounts payable department who speaks Italian may need to become frequented with the rules for posting Italian VAT on an Italian VAT invoice, or you know, somebody in Swiss VAT needed to maybe have German language skills in order to understand the, the, the laws that pertain there. The tax function, therefore, was generally required to provide a, a, a per-country cheat sheet uh, to the AP staff that shows, for example, the rates of VAT in all of these applicable countries, as well as whether you're entitled to deduct 50%, 100%, or 0% VAT on, for example, maybe car hire as, as an expense category. So there was a lot of maintenance involved in actually kind of keeping all of that data uh, up-to-date and usable for the AP staff. Um, in a volume and scale operation, it can be very hard for accounts payable staff to spend proper time when they're actually undertaking the posting. So if they have, for example, two minutes or three minutes to post an invoice and undertake the accounting, the data entry, how long are they going to pause and actually think properly about the VAT outcome that they're going to record when they actually post the invoice? Um, will they have time to stop and consult the cheat sheet that the tax function actually prepared for them? And even when we know, you know that the accounts payable team has been given adequate training materials and, and training, um, and that they understand the myriad detailed tax requirements that pertain in maybe three or four countries that each one of them is responsible for, can we really be sure that they're actually going to stop and pay the level of attention that they need in order to ensure the tax outcome was recorded properly? So those would be the general concerns that I would have from a VAT perspective in the accounts payable processes, particularly in a manual accounts payable process. Thank you. Are there any trends you think will have a major impact on the procurement space going forward? If I look a little bit over the last 10 years, 15 years, and say, you know, what have what movements, what trends have I seen in procurement? I think the first thing would, uh, as I've mentioned a few minutes ago, maybe be the the outsourcing of work to low cost locations. Um, I think they have come very, very far away from the vendor location. Very often, it's undertaken uh, overseas. Um, 
Another technology that we've seen coming into the space to really minimize maybe the data entry aspect of accounts payable would be optical character recognition. Um, so much easier way to get data into a system. Um, in terms of e-invoicing, um, Europe made great steps forward in 2013, uh, liberalizing the e-invoice regime. Uh, it allowed for basically a wholesale movement from postal invoice transmission, right, all the way to digital uh, transmission. And instead of waiting a week to get your invoice posted, you could be certain with an email that the invoice had actually gone to your customer. Before that, you know, uh, there had been some nominal allowance in the European Union um, uh, for e-invoicing, but really it was too restrictive to operate successfully. And Donald, now we're seeing the growth of the procurement systems, right? Um, another one that we've obviously seen, particularly in the last five years, is a very strong movement towards procurement systems, um, such as, for example, Ariba or Coupa, uh, where the business procurement functions incorporate their full procurement process, which might mean, for example, vendor onboarding, uh, the legal conditions that agree that exist within the contract, purchase ordering, um, goods receiving, and invoice would all be placed within a dedicated procurement workflow platform uh, with advanced functionality that specifically addresses uh, purchase uh, business functionalities. So in these, uh, in these data platforms, in the Aribas, in the Coopas, uh, we very often again see the data entry aspects are usually made the responsibility of the vendor. So the vendor uploads their invoice into this procurement platform, uh, clicks uh, submit basically, and the invoice transmits through to the, uh, to the recipient. Uh, the invoice Generally, obviously, it has to be validated, and procurement systems have a means to validate invoices. The means that they generally rely upon is the so-called three-way match, um, which I might talk about in a couple more minutes. Um, uh, so businesses are generally heralding the efficiencies and automation that procurement systems are bringing. Um, procurement systems are also behind what's uh, one of the most current movements in accounts payable procurement at the moment, which is what's referred to as touchless accounts payable, so touchless AP process. Right, right. Now that makes that all makes so much sense. I appreciate your insight and your experience. Uh, I think we see a lot of the same on the US side, but there might have been some more, um, I guess, movement or, um, you know, the ability to kind of automate things a, a little bit more um, quickly. But, you know, that's what we're seeing too is this, you know, the, the Arebas, the Coupas and everything else has really tried to bring everything, you know, full circle. So that's, that's fabulous. Tune in to our next episode for part two with Donald Colbert. Subscribe to Tax Today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. To learn more about optimizing tax and procurement, visit vertexinc.com. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-I-N-C.com. And connect with us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook.